0: Three years or 30,000 miles of scheduled maintenance with the purchase or lease of any new
1: 2015 Volkswagen. This is a $400 value that will reduce your overall cost of ownership and keep your money where it belongs in your pocket. This is an exclusive offer only from Walker Volkswagen. Buying a Volkswagen is easy with Walker's upfront pricing. Stop by, call, or click walkervt.com for your easy upfront price. Walker Volkswagen, your source for everything Volkswagen
0: on the Barry Montpelier Road and walkervt.com.
2: time to get the story behind the story interviews with newsmakers newsbreakers and your phone calls radio vermont presents the mark johnson show
0: thank you jim condy good morning everybody welcome to the program thank you very much for tuning in beautiful day today thanks for spending part of it with us and forecaster roger hill says we got a little mini heat wave on the way all right so summer is not over don't let anybody uh, fool you with all this back to school talk oh my goodness all right, uh, coming up on the uh, program this morning, the uh, the grunt and sigh that you heard about school starting there, that was the uh, House Speaker, chef Smith, his first comment today on the, uh, the March Adson Show. You can join us as well at 244-1777. That's our local number in Central Vermont. Toll free, you can reach us at 877-291-8255. As I mentioned yesterday, I'm counting on some uh, good calls from you And, uh, of course, some backup uh, today as well. So, again, our phone number is 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. Thank you
3: for joining us. How are you this morning? I'm great, thanks. Great to be here. How's your summer going? My summer has been fantastic. Uh, It's been nice to spend time with my wife and kids and enjoy Vermont, and we got a chance to take a vacation. So it's been a really good vacation. It's been a great summer. Where'd you go on vacation? Went down to Rhode Island off the coast of Rhode Island, on an uh, island called Block Island, and uh, hung out with family, and it was uh, really fun. The kids uh, had a wonderful time swimming in the ocean, and they made me go in a couple times as well. Nice. Uh, happy it's school starting again soon? Uh, you know, we're getting a little bit of resistance on the home front with regard to uh, school starting again. Uh, brings me back to my days when I was growing up yes
0: yeah uh, it's that time of the year when you start to feel that, that first chill in the air and you say it, and then you 've got to get the the new pencils and and uh, all the other all the other notebooks and everything else uh...
3: pencils and notebooks are pretty uh... twentieth century mark uh, we're we're talking the twenty first oh, okay. century now okay so now it's one of one of these things right here in front of me it's and called uh, chromebooks and uh, ipads yeah.
0: yeah uh... let's talk about what's been happening here the last week in vermont what a uh... just a god-awful story coming out of barry um, i know you had some thoughts on it what, tell us?
3: it's incredibly tragic what happened uh... Um, you know, somebody doing their job who uh, is trying to make the state a better place for kids um, and ends up suffering, you know, being killed as a result of it. It was just absolutely tragic. And I, I think uh, we need to give some thought to, you know, how we make sure that people who are providing those services are as safe as possible. How do you even, how do you even start that discussion? I think that what we need to do is uh, take a look at our safety protocols around state buildings, particularly for um, uh, DCF workers, but others that are in that uh, line of work. Um, and we've got to uh, make sure that we're doing uh, what we can to, to keep people safe. And, you know, the governor said it uh, at the vigil that I went to on Sunday, and then I think he said it again. I think the language that we've been using around the people that are providing services to the state of Vermont has been uh, coarsened dramatically, and people are sort of demonizing uh, state workers in many instances um, and the people who are providing uh, services through DCF and I think we also have to start um, you know watching what we're saying about people and and acknowledging that these folks are doing really difficult work, difficult jobs. We're not always going to agree with everything that is being done, uh, but demonizing the people who are trying to make the world a better place for Vermont kids is the wrong way to go.
0: All right. But, you know, and I agree. I mean, some of the language that's been out there on the Internet, I mean, is is frightening. It's horrific and it's un, un, completely unacceptable. But it's also coming from somewhere. So where is it coming from?
3: I, I don't know where it's coming from. And uh, I, I wish I, I knew because I think if if I knew and if many of us knew, uh, maybe we could address it. Uh, but I think. You know we can start changing it by reinforcing the positive role um, that people who are trying to help kids in Vermont and state workers in general uh, provide to the state of Vermont and um, acknowledge that uh, you know pe- the people who are working for uh, uh, Vermonters in the state of Vermont are trying to make this a better place for all of us. And so, uh, you know, I in particular with regard to DCF workers. Uh, I think that we need to um, acknowledge that their job is really difficult, um, that they're trying to make the state better for vermont 's kids um, and let 's try to cut them a little slack
0: I agree that you can you can probably do more to appreciate the work that they 're doing, but what about trying to find out what it is that 's driving these people from saying this, or are these just a few people that it's a it's uh an aberration
3: well let 's remember. Uh, the work that uh, DCF workers are doing. I mean, they're, they're involved in really difficult family disputes. And by the nature of their work, there are going to be people who are going to be unhappy with what happens. Um, and I think we have to acknowledge that. And part of the frustration that is being expressed is going to come out of the experiences that people have in really difficult family situations. It's not unlike... Um, how people are when they're in the middle of a divorce uh th- those are really really difficult situations and no a lot of times nobody leaves feeling like um things turned out well 2441777 is our local number
0: toll free 8772918255 yeah.
3: so in one of the, i mean we're talking about it in the abstract but i, I don't think you can t- we 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 can't talk about it in an abstract there's a woman who lost her life with a husband and two daughters who now don't have a mother and um it's somebody who i didn't know well but who I went to college with, both she and her husband. They were constituents of mine in woodbury for for years. These are real people it's not an abstract concept a husband has doesn't have a wife anymore two daughters don't have a mother and because she was trying to do the right thing for the kids of the state of Vermont it's tragic there's no way you can understand at any of us can understand the consequences that that family have has as a result of someone trying to do right by Vermont's kids it's awful
0: do you feel completely powerless? In this moment,
3: yes, because how could you make it better for Tim and his daughters? And, and not only for him, but the, the, the other three people who were killed in Berlin. How do you make the world better for their family? I do feel, I mean, all we can do is give our support... And acknowledge the tragedy that exists, but who knows whether that's enough when you when you talk about looking at safety
0: protocols, I mean what can you possibly do that can protect people in these jobs
3: they're everywhere i I think we owe it to the people who are doing the job to see if there are things that we could do better and you know maybe it is that Maybe it is the case that we cannot actually improve the safety of those environments. But if we don't even look to see whether we can do it, uh, then I don't think we're learning anything from what happened. Okay. I mean,
0: cameras, what are you talking about? What what could there possibly be done outside or around the buildings
3: that would make any difference? Cameras, uh, you know, should the parking lot have been um, fenced in? Uh, Should there have been, um, you know, security out in the parking lot um, during the time of day when people are coming in and when they're leaving? Um, I mean, I think there are, I I don't know the answers to uh, the specifics about how we could do things better. uh, But I do think that we owe it to people to see whether we can do things better. The answer may be no. But, um we ought to have done the work to see whether there's something we could do better. I talked to the
0: governor on Monday. He said, or actually he quoted his mother saying that she, uh, or they were having a conversation. His mother said she was surprised this hadn't happened before. you surprised this hasn't happened before? <sighs>
3: uh, I, I don't know whether I could say I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. I mean, these are difficult situations where people get really upset. Um you know, I, I, I would hope that um, it won't happen again. And, you know, I, I, I don't think that uh, I, I'd ever thought about whether it I was surprised or not, whether it would have happened before.
0: Who would ever want to be a social
3: worker today in Vermont? Well, the thing is that a lot of people still do because they believe that the world can be a better place. And um, they are mission driven and they want to help kids and families out. And thank God we still have people out there who want to do that job. And I think it's people who see a world and see a world that could be better and want to do the kind of work that will make the world a better place.
0: There are people who are concerned that this woman had access to a gun, shouldn't have had access to a gun.
3: Is there anything in that? part of the story that disturbs you i think that we need to understand how somebody who had been arrested a number of times who had had possession of heroin as far as i can uh, tell uh, previously who may or may not have had um, mental health disorders how someone like that had access to a weapon whether she had purchased it or not um, or how she had got it i think uh, that we need to understand that what what can we do to help these families well you know part of what we can do is we can try to create an economy where uh, people can have access to jobs that pay a living wage um, and that give dignity to the work that they're doing Um, and I think that you know we also need uh, to uh, help people out with mental health treatment um, substance abuse treatment um, we need to continue to try to make the state a better place for uh, working Vermonters.
0: 244-1777. That's our local number in central Vermont. Toll free. You can reach us at 877-291-8255. Let's uh, go to Barry. Uh, Larry, good morning. How are you today?
2: Morning. Fine. Uh, you asked if he was surprised that uh, this had not happened before. Uh, I- I'm not surprised. One reason being that they send these ladies out to uh, retrieve children by themselves, and there's no way that uh, these ladies should go out on their own to uh, bring back children. They should have at least two people, Uh, because you never know what kind of a situation you're going to run into. Either two people or a law enforcement officer with them, I feel. That's
3: just my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, Larry, uh, it's good to get your feedback on that, and uh, since this whole incident there have been a number of discussions about uh, people going out to homes on their own i think that is something that we will uh, look at and i am sure that the administration will look at um with regard to the appropriate protocols for doing that because we want to make sure that people are safe doing this work
0: are there any other changes that should be made that you know of
3: i, I don't think that you know uh, less than a week after um we've had enough time to really think through what changes should be made. And I think that uh, Representative Pugh yesterday um, was quoted as saying, we don't want to be reactionary um, to this and, and do things without having thought them through. Um, we need to take some time, make sure um, that we're putting in place policies and procedures that are going to make sense and that are going to work for the people who are working at dcf um, and that are going to work for the vermonters that they serve take a short break
0: we'll come back continue our discussion House speaker shab smith is joining us this morning you can too at 244-1777 toll free 877-291-8255 back after this at 802 honda it is our second annual employee pricing event hi
1: this is dave birmingham at 802 Honda, you pay what we pay. Every new 2015 Honda in stock will be sold at employee pricing, with no exceptions. You pay the same low price that we pay. Listen to our employees.
4: So, if I want a
5: two-door or a four-door Honda Civic, you pay what we
3: pay.
1: The Accord has been on Car & Drivers 10 Best List a record 29 times.
6: You pay what
4: we pay.
1: What about one of the all-new Honda Fits? You pay what
6: we
4: pay. I want an all-wheel drive utility, so don't forget my CRV. You pay what
3: we pay.
1: Not some, not a few. Every new 2015 Honda in stock will be sold at employee pricing. You pay what we pay. We're so easy to find. Click on 802honda.com. Call 844 802 Honda. Drive I-89 to exit 7. Employee pricing is less than one minute off the interstate. 802 Honda, driving to be Vermont's number one Honda dealer. Vermonters agree. Every child deserves a strong start. But how do we help them succeed? 80% of the brain develops by age three, and 90% by age five. So, for our youngest children, learning starts day one. Through reading, singing, talking, and playing, we help them build the skills they need to succeed in school, in relationships, in life. Join the statewide conversation about the importance of the first years at letsgrowkids.org. Special announcement Wendell's Furniture is Vermont's largest furniture store, so we're having Vermont's largest furniture sale. It's a $4 million inventory reduction event. We recently underwent major renovations and acquired a surplus of unsold top quality inventory. We must make room immediately. $4 million worth of brand name home furnishings and handmade oriental rugs have been drastically discounted for immediate sales store wide. Everything must go. Up to 60% off top quality home furnishings, up to 70% off and made Oriental rugs. Now is the time to buy living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, dinettes, sectionals, recliners, TV stands, mattresses, rugs, accessories, and more are all reduced for quick sale. Nothing held back. It's a complete wall-to-wall sell-off. Hi, folks. It's Wendell. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to own the furniture you've always wanted during our massive inventory reduction event. Going on now at Wendell's Furniture in Colchester and at the Vermont Bed Store, 4050 Williston Road, South Burlington. Get details at Wendell'sFurniture.com. Hey there, this is Todd McCarthy
3: of Lenny's Shoe and Apparel. My dad, Lenny, opened our first shoe store in Barrie, Vermont in 1990. Our locally owned business has been outfitting families, hunters, and working
1: folks for 25 years. To thank you for 25 great years, we're celebrating with a store-wide sale. Join us this weekend and celebrate our 25th anniversary with free cupcakes and 25% off store-wide at Lenny's in Barrie, Williston, St.
4: Albans, and Plattsburgh.
1: Who's next? Uh, I am. Wow, that's a great price on the lobster. The lowest we've seen in years. I'll have two pounds, and can you lock that price in for me? Uh, I can't do that. Why not? Because, you know, the price of lobster goes up a lot. think Packard Fuels does it. Packard Fuels sells inexpensive lobster? No. Heating oil prices are at their lowest in six years, and they'll lock in that price for you so there's no unexpected hikes, and they'll spread your payments out over the year. Now, I'm pretty sure we can't do that with the seafood. But it seems like such a reasonable way to do things, you know, now that I'm a Packard Fuels customer. Alas. Hey, boss, can we lock in the price on lobster? Is that another Packard Fuels customer? It does sound really reasonable. We don't do that with seafood.
0: Packard Fuels is a family-owned business with 24-hour service and delivery of ultra-low sulfur heating fuel, as well as diesel delivery. Now's the time to lock in low heating oil prices with a smart packet Pay Plan. Call 262-FUEL or visit PackardFuels.com. That's 262-FUEL or PackardFuels.com all right we're back and uh joining us this morning here on the program we've been talking with the house speaker chef smith you can join us at 244-1777 is our local number toll free 877 291-8255 thanks Uh, i appreciate all of your calls let's go to the phone let's go up to Eden bruce how are you this morning
6: good morning morning jack
0: morning bruce how are you
6: good uh, first, I'd like to say how heartbroken I think the whole state is over this tragedy that happened. It's just terrible that somebody's trying to protect children and has, has their life put at risk. Yep. Uh, but what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, this new su- sweetened soda or sugar tax. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get into a debate whether I think it's a good idea or not, but just the process is a total mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. Uh, it's probably not a good idea if you live on the Connecticut River, because I just 10 minutes ago talked to my grocery distributor who said every store along the Vermont side of the Connecticut River is on the virtue of bankruptcy. But uh, but let's say it's a good idea to deal with the sugar tax. When I when they raised the cigarette tax, I got a, a letter in the mail said you have to pay a floor tax on your inventory stock. You fill it out. I've done it many times over the years. That's fine. I got no notice of any kind about the sugar tax. If I didn't read the papers or follow the news, mm. I wouldn't even know there was a sugar tax. Mm. And we got no direction from the state. I've talked to retailers that don't know what they're supposed to tax, what they're not supposed to. I had a customer just last night tell me the store down the road wasn't charging the tax anymore because it was such a mess to try to uh, administer. Mm-hmm. So I think the this, the tax department should send out a notification when there's a tax when you guys pass a tax and with some guidelines on
3: how to follow. Them. Wow! All right, thank you for well, calling. I was... appreciate, appreciate it, Bruce. So here's a couple of things. First of all, um, let's talk about it's not a sugar tax. The sales tax is six percent, um, and there are exemptions to the sales tax, and food is part of the exemptions to the sales tax. Uh, Soda was uh, characterized as food for a long period of time. Many other states that um, have sales taxes that exempt food do not exempt soda. And um, we removed the exemption for soda, saying that it really isn't food, and so we thought it was appropriate to have the sales tax there. Um, My understanding is that the tax department did send out guidance to retailers with regard to the, um, soda, uh, removing the exemption. I've seen the, um, uh, I've actually seen the guidance that was provided. Um, I, I, agree with you. You know, it's probably true. We could have gotten that information out sooner. Um, but, uh, they did provide the guidance. It's actually pretty clear about, uh, how, how the whole thing will, uh, operate. So, um, you
0: know, I, I think there's also a lot a lack of clarity on which exact products to also tax.
3: The guidance actually is pretty clear about what is taxable and what is not. I don't know if you've had a chance to see the um, the uh, bulletin that was put out by the, the tax department. But, um, you know, it, it's any time you're going to make a change like this, there is going to be um, some, some challenges around it um, and people are, are going to be unhappy about it. There's, there's no two ways about it. So um, yeah, w- we can learn some lessons from how this whole thing rolled out.
0: So you feel as though there was total clarity yep. on what the products were and, and, th- and when
3: it was going to yeah. be done and that, it, and that yep. guidance was given? Well, there definitely was guidance given, and if anybody needs uh, that guidance, uh, you can call the speaker's office at 802-828-2245. We actually have copies of those documents there. Um, and Dylan, who uh, works in my office, will get those documents to you.
0: Let's go to Waterbury Center. Good
3: morning, Dave.
6: Morning, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chef. How you doing? Good. Um, not to bounce around on you guys too much, but um, I really just wanted to agree with your comment about what are some of the root causes of some of the violence that we've seen not just over the last week, but over the last years in Vermont. And, um, I was wondering if you guys could get a little more specific on what direction you would like to see the economy in Vermont grow to give people who are suffering from intense poverty some real opportunity, uh, to move up the ladder. Um, I think that's something that has been lost by the lower and middle class, not only in the country, but in Vermont also. Um, so I'd love to hear uh, your vision of a healthy, prosperous Vermont economy. Thanks very much.
3: You, you know, we, we, we are struggling, like uh, many other places in the country, uh, with how to make the economy work for everybody, um, not only all Americans, but all Vermonters. You know, I think one of the things that we have to do is we have to invest in the infrastructure to make sure that businesses have the infrastructure uh, that they need to grow here in the state. Um, We've also been doing things like we have increased the minimum wage to uh, set the floor for incomes for uh, Vermonters. And uh, I I think that's actually going to hopefully push up the wages uh, for people even um, who are not making minimum wage. Uh, We need to help people out with health care. We actually have uh, pretty good programs uh, to make sure that uh, people who are at the lower end of the wage scale actually have access to health care and we need to support Vermonters that want to work. So helping them out with childcare care expenses um, and things like that so that um, people who want to work uh, can work and it makes sense for them. And the other thing I think that is a challenge for us and we need to work with our federal partners here is many of the programs that we have in Vermont for people who are at the lower end of the wage scale Um, but who want to move up the wage scale, phase out the help that they're getting too quickly. It's known as the cliffs. We have to make sure that work pays for people. And if they want to actually make more money, it's not going to be bad for them. Um, Like they're not going to lose their health care. They're not going to lose child care help and stuff like that. So we need to look at... um, you know, strengthening the economy by putting money into infrastructure. We need to help push up wages by having uh, a minimum wage that's uh, sensible. And we need to make sure uh, that people have access to health care because we know that's one of the most expensive things uh, for Vermonters. Minimum wage should go higher? Uh, the minimum wage is going to go higher. Um, it's phased in over three years. It'll be 1010 in 2017. Um, and, uh, and at that point in time, the uh, um, There will be an inflation adjustment every year. Let's go to Duxbury D. Good morning.
7: Hi. um, Not to bring us, bring you back to the social worker that was killed. Such a horrible thing. But she wasn't killed at work or at somebody's house or, you know what I mean. And there are of course other facts that have come out about or other information about the woman that um, shot her. And I, I don't know why, you know, it seems like we're talking around this thing, well, social workers should have uh, police go with them to houses. Well, you know, is that, is that a problem? Has, has there ever been a shooting at somebody's house?
3: I don't know whether there has been a, a shooting at somebody's house. I, I know I've heard from uh, state workers, not only DCF workers, but uh, uh, other workers that have to go to people's house where they have felt in danger um, because they're trying to enforce some aspect of, of the law. So I know that that has been an issue. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that... Uh, I,
7: I'm not saying he shouldn't. I mean, I'm just saying it shouldn't happen, but it's just that <clears throat> I feel like the conversation is uh, not about this particular case, and all of a sudden we're all, you know, scared about everybody. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a social worker, and I I know that getting involved in any kind of family thing is difficult, whether it's your own family or somebody else's, but I just... <clears throat> I don't know. It, it seems to me there's... There might be a better way. Maybe you
3: would no better way or could speak to that i'll I'll be honest with you i mean i i have never been a social worker um and uh i I haven't been a state employee that goes to people's houses except for um on the campaign trail um i think that what's incumbent on the administration and the legislature is for us to take a look at Um, sort of the procedures and protocols now for people who are um, visiting homes um, and also for security measures at state buildings and make sure that we're doing what we have to do to make people safe in their jobs. To me, that's the most important thing that we can do over the next couple months. Let's go to Fairfax. John, good morning.
6: Hi, good morning. I I just want to understand this. When you have a, a, a parent whose behavior is so egregious that you've got to go and take their children from them, you send these young social workers out alone to do this? What are you, crazy? It's no wonder there hasn't been more violence. I mean, that's just insane. That, that is a, unbelievable. That their behavior is so bad, you're going to take their children, and you send a young social worker out to take the children out of the house? Unbelievable. You wouldn't send your daughter out there, I bet you. I mean, that's just disgusting. These deaths lie right on you and Shunlin's shoulders. It was ever run in that department. I'm tired of reading about all the abuse of these children. We're always hearing about a child dying, and the social worker had just been there a few hours ago, didn't even notice the child had had injuries. You need a shakeup there, and somebody has to go. No more undeserved promotions for these people. You should let them go. I'm sorry, but that's the way I feel. Thank you.
3: Thanks, John. What do you say to that? We have had a number of instances where um, there have been concerns about what was going on at DCF, um, and we have worked closely with the administration to, uh, I think, improve the procedures and the protocols. Uh, I think that the Secretary of um, the Agency of Human Services, uh, Hal Cohen, and uh, the Commissioner of DCF, Ken Schatz, um, and the people that are working with them are doing yeoman's work to make sure that that um, department is doing work that's necessary to protect the kids of the state of vermont Um, and uh, they've both been on the job for just a a short period of time and i think they're doing uh, good work to improve the situation this was a tragic, tragic event. We need to learn from it and make sure uh, that we improve procedures. But I also believe that the work that's being done is improving uh, both the department and the agency. I was not aware that a single social worker
0: could go to a house and take a child away. Were you? I- I'm not. Sh- I don't know whether that's true
3: or not, and so I don't want to speak to it. Okay. So you're not sure that that is actually accurate? I don't know what the protocol is for um, DCF when they are working to remove children from a harmful environment.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about uh, heroin abuse in this state and and, and prescription drug abuse. I had a recent conversation with uh, T.J. Donovan, the Chittenden County State's Attorney, We said, despite the public attention that's been put on this, the increase in the number of people in treatment, quote-unquote, the problem has not
3: peaked. I think that's right. When I talk to uh, law enforcement uh, officers who are on the ground, um, they're really concerned that it has not peaked. We have to make it very, very difficult for people who are dealing heroin in the state of Vermont. And we've got to make it more expensive for them... Um, we've got to make it really difficult for them to uh, sell in the state. They need to know that they're going to go to jail and they're going to go to jail for a long time if they're selling heroin in the state of Vermont. And um, we also need to do more to make sure that there are not prescription drugs um, on the streets. And, you know, we've we've targeted uh, providers um, to try to get them Uh, to have better uh, prescription habits, and I think we're making improvements there. I think we ought to also be focused on the pharmaceutical companies who are making profits off of selling these drugs to people with the knowledge that they are gateways to heroin addiction. And I think that we ought to work uh, with the pharmaceutical companies, if possible, and if they are not willing to work with us, then we ought to figure out some way to... Make them pay the consequences for what's happening to people in the state of Vermont. Well, T.J. Donovan wants to go after him and sue him. I agree with him. I think that that's something that we should do if we can figure out a legal basis for doing it. But I'll tell you what, this problem uh, existed before uh, oxycotton started being um, uh, prescribed, but it's gotten a lot worse since OxyContin started to go up for sale.
0: How do you make it more difficult for dealers to do business in Vermont above
3: and beyond everything that's already being done? I, you know, I think we need to uh, work with law enforcement to figure out ways uh, that you, they just don't send in dealers from out of state. Um, and then when those dealers are arrested and put in jail, they just replace them. We've got to figure out some way to make it um, not worth their while to come to vermont because a lot of the people who are um trafficking the heroin into vermont are from out of state and we've got to figure out some way to prevent that from happening okay i mean that sounds great but like what i mean what what do you mean Uh, oh i i don't actually have any specifics i wish that i did but i know that um there are some ideas out there uh, with law enforcement maybe it's uh longer terms um you know maybe it's more aggressive um uh, ways of taking uh, property from them if they have property. I, I don't know the exact ways. All I know is we've got to make it more difficult for them to um, to, to deal in the state of Vermont. Let's go to Waitsfield. Hi, Amber. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
4: Good. Good. So, um, I just wanted to address the issue of the negative language being used towards social workers. And I hope I come across okay because this is Something that's really close to me okay. and I get could, very emotional.
0: Could you, could you do me a favor before you start here? On, mm-hmm. or if you're on a speakerphone, if you could just pick up the phone, that'd be really
4: okay. helpful. Okay, and it might hang up. That's a, okay. Is that better? Much better, thank you. Okay, perfect. So, um, number one, let me say that I don't agree with the murder at all. And it seems like if you say anything negative about DCF, it's you're all of a sudden supporting a murder. And that is not the case at all. But I think that... Um, listening to you say that these workers are doing the best they can and that they're on a mission and they want to help families, like, I, I wonder how much you really know about DCF because I've had personal contact with them. I don't have a drug problem. I've never neglected or abused my children, and I have had a terrible experience with them. So I don't know what language is being used. But perhaps that language is being used by families that have had contact.
0: Okay. Well, then why do you why do you think they're establishing contact with you if there's zero basis?
4: Well, I think initially I can tell you that three years ago, initially they came into my life because my ex-husband battered me. But he was on the run and they removed my children while he was on the run saying that I might not be able to protect my children, even though... You know, for the last 10 years, they, whatever, they've been perfectly fine. So that's, initially, that's how they came into my life. And then all it takes is for, to make one enemy there. And that is the case. Like, I have jumped through hoops for DCF, like, and you can't win. So I do not agree with the murder, but I understand the frustration of doing everything that they ask, and then it's still not being adequate.
0: Have you ever had your kids threatened to be taken away from you?
4: I've had my children taken away. And not only have I had them taken away, I've had them taken away on false allegations. And I've had them taken out of their beds at 9.45 p.m. on a summer night. where they slept peacefully. They came to my house and raised them. Not because of any horrible threat. Just because I'm... There's someone specifically, as, as paranoid as this sounds... Um, that dislikes me. So, yes, I have. And, and that alone, tearing children, sleeping children out of their beds in the evening while they're screaming and crying and begging not to be taken, that alone is trauma. But I will tell you another thing. While my children were in custody for three months, my two-year-old child was so brutally abused while being protected that he, at two and a half years old, was diagnosed with PTSD and still sleeps on the floor.
3: Hmm.
0: All right. let me have the speaker comment on your call thank you very much for calling Amber I appreciate it
3: well I don't have any specific uh, understanding of this situation and and certainly different people have had very different experiences with DCF and uh, my hope is that Amber has um, talked to uh, the uh, commissioner or the secretary of the agency of human services to um, relay the concerns that she has I think you know it's a, it, these are always difficult um, balances to strike. Um, they're very uh, difficult situations um, when you're trying to determine uh, child welfare, and uh, you know the i I think that the workers at DCF, the employees at DCF, are trying to do the best that they can for the kids of Vermont. We'll take a short break. We'll come back and continue our discussion with the House Speaker
0: right after this.
1: Lease for less at Lamoille Valley Ford. Folks, you should know that lease payments are mostly determined by three factors. The selling price, the lease rate, and the future value of the vehicle or lease-in buyout. Hi, I'm Dan Keen, and one important part of my job as owner of Lamoille Valley Ford is to keep you informed when the deals are good. And let me tell you, the current Ford lease deals may be the best I've seen. With extremely low third-quarter lease rate specials from Ford, plus strong used car values, This has created the perfect time to lease a vehicle for less at Lamoille Valley Ford. And right now at Lamoille Valley, we have a huge selection of vehicles that lease the best. We are loaded with Ford Focus, Fusions, Escapes, Explorers, plus over 100 Ford F-150s with perhaps the best lease deal we've ever had to offer. And at Lamoille Valley Ford, we know price matters. Now's the time to drive Route 14, 15, or 16 to Hardwick and lease your next car or truck for less
4: at Lamoille Valley 4. Big news! Granite Hills Credit Union is continuing its successful loan special. Now you can buy or refinance a car, motorcycle, or boat with a great fixed rate of 1.99% for 60 months on a new or used vehicle. We've got money to lend right now at this unbelievable low rate of 1.99%. This limited time off offer will end soon so you must act fast not a member of granite hills not a problem we're open to the community act now before our loan special is gone this low rate of 1.99 percent for a car motorcycle or boat will end soon and remember we can refinance your current vehicle too apply online at granitehills.org or call today to take advantage of low loan rates from granite hills your hometown credit union
2: is you
5: Ted It's hot, real hot, and humid too. I mean, it's my drool dries before it hits the ground hot. Seriously, dude, I don't know if it could get any hotter. And the humidity, I mean, geez. I leave a puddle every time I lay down.
1: Well, Guinness, that's a little more information than I needed to know. But I know for a fact that at One Stop Country Pet Supply, the deals are hotter than the temperature outside. I mean, they have a lot of great merchandise on sale this month at scorching hot prices. I know. There's something for every pet. In-stock dog beds are 25% off. Pugglehounds Hound's dog toys are 50% off. And you can get a free JW dog toy with the purchase of any bag of dog food. My mom saved $3 on a Comcat cat stick toy. And she found me a new burlap crinkle tunnel
4: for just 9 dollars There are too many to mention in this ad, so this is just a sample of the hotter-than-usual deals this month at One Stop Country Pet Supply. Whoa, I love this store!
5: Well, boys, let's go check out all the hot deals during the Dog Days of Summer Super Sale. Going on all month long at One Stop Country Pet Supply, Brattleboro in Berlin, Vermont and Key, New Hampshire. Open every
4: Every
1: day it's really heating up out there and so are the deals at mid-state chrysler dodge jeep ram during the summer clearance event with chrysler giving us extra incentives on select models we can offer some terrific deals like a brand new chrysler 200 a loaded mid size sedan with 3500 off and zero percent financing for 72 months now, that's a great deal. Looking for a Jeep? The all-new Jeep Renegades are here, and we have brand-new 2015 Jeep Patriot 4x4 starting at just $17,821. Ram truck leases are ridiculously low, and so are leases on Jeeps. Don't delay. Inventory is good, but these deals are hot, and they will go fast. Mid-state Jeep, halfway between Barry and Montpelier on Route 302.
0: Uh, continue our discussion this morning. We've been talking with the House Speaker, Shap Smith. You can join us on the program at 244-1777, toll-free 877-291-8255. Let's talk about you for a moment, shall we? (laughs) Uh, You're going to decide by the end of July if you're going to run for governor. What happened with that deadline? So, I've
3: just want to start by saying, you know, I I have been in the legislature for now seven terms um, and have been trying to decide whether I would uh, run again. And uh, I've been blessed to be the speaker for the last uh, uh, four terms. I've been thinking about uh, what I want to do for my future. I do plan to uh, uh, make an announcement next uh, Wednesday in Morrisville about uh, what my future plans are. Okay. All right. So uh, what's been your thought process here on this? Well, I wanted to talk to uh, Vermonters, and I wanted to also spend some time talking with my family about uh, uh, what the future holds and uh, wanted to think uh, deeply about, um, you know, what Vermonters uh, are looking for uh, in their next governor um, and whether I would have the skill set to do that and um, think also about... What does Vermont need? I think that we know that uh, Vermont's economy, if you look at the numbers, is doing better because we have a low unemployment rate and our personal income overall has been going up for uh, many years. Um, But there's a a feeling within Vermont, I think, that we uh, could and need to do better. Um, And I wanted to... uh, think about whether i could uh, be part of that so um i plan to have an announcement of uh, what my future plans are next week well that that answer right there sounded like somebody's running (laughs) yeah uh, if you come to morrisville next week you can find out okay is it governor or nothing Uh, i would say uh, come to uh to uh the announcement next week okay Uh, i'll do that but
0: is it (laughs) is it going to be a decision here where you're going to run for governor i mean Running for the House is out, right? So it's either going to be you're out or you're going to run for governor. Uh,
3: I, I don't see myself running for the House again. All right.
0: yeah. Let's go to Bethel uh, Davis. Good morning. You have a follow-up question for, for me? Yes, yeah, that. Yeah,
5: that, that was a good, <laughs> a good good try, Mark. Uh, I, I support the speaker. I hope he does run. Mike, a couple of comments on your previous issue. Uh, drug dealing is, I deal with, I have dealt in the past with drug dealers, and I work with people in the prisons, and uh, drug dealing is a capitalist uh, adventure. And if we make it harder on, on some people and make our strictures vis-a-vis uh, punishment for heroin, that gap will always be filled. It will be filled by people who fill their car up with heroin, get on the interstate with one headlight, and go ninety-five miles an hour, and then wonder, God, we got caught with heroin. The uh, the hierarchy of stupidity is just amazing when it comes to drug dealers. I in the eighties studied eighty sets of drug dealers, and the hierarchy is just amazing. That gap will always be filled. The thing that they do understand and that they talk about is government won't even do anything about the pharmaceutical companies all these people are getting the oxycodone and all of their pharmaceutical drugs and if they're not going to do anything about those companies they're not going to do anything about me so I fully concur with T.J. Donovan and it, it appears Mr. Speaker that we should do something to go after the pharmaceutical companies even if we don't succeed people in prison are not stupid they read the newspaper they see that and they say huh Okay, this makes some impression. Whether that would stop them or not, I don't know. But they're aware of that. They say that, look, this this whole society allows these free drugs. Why can't we p- produce this stuff, cheaper stuff? I mean, that's why people switch from the OxyContin to the heroin, because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Why can't, if, if if that's the case why can't we sell it? And you're going to get a hierarchy of stupider and stupider drug dealers who are always going to fill that gap because if you punish the the, the careful drug dealers, the price is going to go up and the stupid ones are going to come into the force. So I say we have to do something to show that we are concerned about what the pharmaceutical companies should do. And I don't know what it is, but we can sue them on one level or not, sue them in a way that doesn't cost us a lot of money but brings attention to it. And on the previous issue about the Barry thing, thing that mr speaker said which is 100 percent correct in my thing be as far as people go wandering around thinking what to do and how many people to send out to the thing and so forth and so on build a fence around the parking lot that's what we know about this incident we as a state get some prisoners to build a fence i don't care that's what we learned from this these that woman knew where this woman was going to come out so build a fence around the parking lot, then spend time studying and having studies and surveys and so forth and so on, but build a fence.
0: Thank mm. you. All right. You think that would have made a difference?
3: I, I think that access to the area, uh, restricted access to the area, might have um, helped prevent this. I, do I know for certain that it would have? No. Um, and... I, I don't know whether the fence would have made a difference, but it might have. And I think we need what we need to do is we need to have people go in, analyze what uh, the security uh, is now, what it could have been, um, and whether it could have been pr- improved. Your biggest accomplishment as Speaker has been what in seven years? Uh, there are a number of them. I mean, the one that will always uh, resonate for me uh, was the marriage equality um, override uh, that was huge it was at a point in time um where uh whether civil marriage would move forward in this country um was in question um and we were able to pass it uh for the first time in a legislature without the court telling the legislature they had to so that was a really big deal i think that um moving forward with uh Investments in renewable energy um, and creating a thriving renewable energy sector in the state of Vermont has been really important. Um, Issues like uh, creating systems so that kids who are in high school can get college credit through dual enrollment has been incredibly important. I mean, there are a number of things that uh, have happened while I've been speaker um, not all of them uh, are as a result of um, things that I did individually, um, but I'm really proud of the body of the work over the last seven years. I haven't made any important decisions
0: lately, so maybe you could give me some <laughs> advice here. What, what's the most difficult part that you've had in trying to make a decision on this?
3: I, I, you and I were actually talking about this um, before, um, and I think that you were saying, I have a pretty good life now. Um, and, you know, jumping into something new. Um, it creates, you know, a new environment. You have to um, make new decisions. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I think um, the idea of getting out of your comfort zone is, uh, is, is something that um, I've had to try to come to grips with. So, um, by the way... Congratulations on your new job.
0: Have you done that? Have you had to do that before? Have you done that before in your career or your jobs where you've
3: sort of gone outside your comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, when I decided that I would leave New York City and move back to Vermont, um, it was really unknown uh, what it was going to be like at the firm that I uh, went to. Um, I had a pretty good uh, job in New York City, and making that change was tough. And then when I decided to run for the legislature and try to um, be both a lawyer and a legislator, uh, that was definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. And then running for speaker um, and being responsible for the House of Representatives was definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. So I've done it a number of times before. Um, you know, As I've said before, I, I do have a pretty good life um, and uh, I'm really lucky to be married to a wonderful woman and have two great kids um, and making sure that Uh, I could continue to enjoy them uh, if I make a future move Is something that was really important, too. Let's go to Moncton. Terry, good morning. Good
2: morning. How are you? Pretty good. Good. I'd like to uh, comment on some of the issues around the Barry situation. I was in law enforcement 25 years with LAPD, and obviously, if there's hostility at a home or After a court case or whatever, if there's obvious hostility, then you might use law enforcement to protect someone. But you also have to recognize that if you send law enforcement out with the uh, social worker, you may create hostility that wasn't there in the beginning. And as far as the shooting, I think we're barking up the wrong tree. If I'm a psycho and I want to kill you, I will. And there's, if I don't tell anybody that I'm doing this, there's no way to stop it. it, it whether you fence in the area <coughs> and I wait until you drive away or I catch you at Dunkin' Donuts or whatever.
3: Okay. Terry, let me interrupt you. Let me get the speaker to comment real short on time. Thanks for your call. I, I think that, uh, you know, somebody who's been in law enforcement... Um, uh, is the type of person that we want to uh, have as part of any review of security protocols and making sure that uh, our staff employees are safe. It just seems as though if you build
0: a fence in the parking lot, you know you can't build a fence around everybody and every place they go. And that I, I don't know. That sounds like it might just be a sort of a feel good measure.
3: What I have been trying to say is we ought to evaluate where we're at and see whether there are ways that we can make the environment safer. I'm not. Um, proposing that we do something right now. I think after a tragedy like this, if we don't analyze whether we could have done things better to make them safer, um, then uh, if anything ever happens again, it's really uh, our responsibility. Okay. Ne- next
0: Wednesday, w- any particular spot and time? At this 11 point? o'clock in Morrisville, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Is any of your family going to be there or anything?
3: Uh, maybe. Okay, all right.
0: A cake? (laughs) Because you don't have a cake if you're not running. Any cake? Uh, We haven't baked a cake yet. Okay. Yeah, it's a little early. All right, all right, okay. That's going to wrap things up for hour number one. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. We'll check in with our White House crew to begin our hour number two. Love to hear from you next hour. If you have any thoughts or comments you want to share with us, you can do so by giving us a call. 244-1777. Toll free 877-291-8255. Keep your dial right here. This is FM 96.1 WDEV Warren, broadcasting from the top of Sugarbush, FM 96.5 in Barry and Montpelier, and AM 550 WDEV, Waterbury, Montpelier. News is next.